All right, no playoff talk. Uh, okay, loud and clear. I got gotcha. you. I just are we really already? Are, are we dismissing playoff talk this early? Are we done? <laughs> One loss and now we're out of it. We just hope we win another game. I'm just playing what the text line kept saying yesterday. How about we win a game before you guys talk about playoffs? Which I think we like <laughs> mentioned it in <laughs> passing. So I and yeah. hey, even the uh, ESPN FPI, point. which is always just so dead on balls accurate. Uh, they say OU's got a five percent chance right now to make the uh, the CFP. Texas, who has one more loss, somehow has a four percent chance to make the playoff. So okay, <laughs> but remember, the Alabama uh, loss doesn't count. It, it it does not count. Texas it, is a one loss. Is team. there is there anyone like who's the highest in the Big Twelve? Um, I think OU is at a 5% chance. OSU wasn't even listed on there. And they're undefeated. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> well, hey, I, I guess I don't necessarily disagree with it. I'm just I'm shocked that there's, there's not anyone else on there. Huh. Okay. Well, yeah. Playoff talk is premature, uh, obviously. We're coming off a loss to Kansas State. But, um, I don't know. I still feel like this team is pretty good. I still think that they are going to improve. Maybe I'm a sucker for thinking that, uh, Tyler. I'm a massive homer that just cannot put away my bias. Um, You're either going to be just absolutely dead on, 100% accurate on Monday or you're going to be the stupidest person alive. Because it's either going to be, I, I think there's either going to be some really calm people on Saturday afternoon, or it's going to be a full-blown panic if this team loses back-to-back games. Oh, my God, if you thought Saturday was bad, if they lose at TCU on Saturday, which we don't really know how good TCU is, but I don't think anyone is thinking that TCU is some great team this year. You lose that one, oh, buddy, the panic level is going to be real high. Yeah, uh, yes. Okay, so I'm trying to remember. Um, was it was it 2016 where we had lost to Houston and Ohio, Ohio State. State, and then we played TCU, and they were up on us like 21-0 in three minutes, something was, like that? I think it was 21-7, uh, and then OU rallied back and ended up, they were up by like 20, like three scores. Yeah. And then TCU it, ended up having a drive to win the game in the end, and OU got crazy it Crazy football game. Hell yeah. If I remember right, like they got like a defensive touchdown to go up 21-7 maybe, or... Or something, and didn't we score on a long trick play, or something that like kind of got us? Yeah, back that to was where the we uh, that was the D.D. Westbrook uh, breakout game. By the yes. way, that's that's yeah. where it really started for him. I had a huge game. Was I think he had like a nagging hamstring injury that he was dealing with uh, before that? But yeah, so TCU's up... been your get right game before, at least if you're looking yeah. for something to grasp onto. There, there, there it is. Now, uh, I will I will admit right now. And this is just the nature of the beast. This is how it goes. If if they lose on Saturday, I'll be yes, I'll be in full blown panic. Yep. Because and, and here's the thing too, is if they lose on Saturday, I feel like we know exactly what it's gonna look like. And what it's going to look like is pretty similar to what happened against Kansas State. Can't stop the quarterback run, 
Quentin Johnston just kind of has his way with your secondary and you're not able to sustain drives and Dylan Gabriel has another poor game. Yeah. Yeah. So all the uh, worries that you have right now about this team would happen again against TCU. Yep, that's right. That is exactly right. Uh, which, by the way, let me tell you where I am quickly. Ortho Central. Um, we got a new location go on. This is uh, at the Tri-City location, open five days a week. They've been going here for a couple of months, and they've got a big event going on today. So come out, hang out, see us, get a get a, a look at this place. Really cool new facility that they've got. A bunch of great orthopedic surgeons uh, uh, work through here, and we're going to be chatting a little bit about what they do and what all is going on here as the show rolls on. Um, but, yeah, we need a get-right game. Um defensively it's going to be a massive challenge we know that um but and maybe i'm crazy for thinking this because it's early i haven't done a full deep dive into texas christian university just yet but i i feel a little more comfortable with this style of of play than kansas state's um this is an offense that is, you know, this is a like almost everyone now has has things that they do that are similar, right? Everyone is somewhat spread oriented. Even Kansas State, you know, they they get to what they do out of the spread type offense, and you know, this this has like the air raid roots, and they don't traditionally practice your ball control, grind it out type of. Um, you know, spread offense like they Kansas may not State win the uh, ten minutes of time possession like uh, K State did last week. That's just exactly. kind of not their DNA. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Here's the other thing: I think TCU is really solid offensively. Um, but here's the thing: they beat Colorado, which we know is they're the worst Power Five team in college football. I, yes. I will, I will say that they are. Um, they may not win a game this year. Then they beat Tarleton, 59-17. And then they beat SMU, 42-34. Um, but, you know, they were they were in, in, in control of that game the entire time. Second half, SMU put up 20 points there, scored 13 in the fourth quarter to make it closer really than what it was. All that to say that, you know, we don't, we don't know a whole heck of a lot about how good really – is TCU now I know that offensively they are they're dangerous Um, Max Duggan has played really well so far Um, they've got two really good running backs that are dangerous you heard coach Venables talking about um, the um, um, the burner that they've got at wide receiver said um, I think it's Darius Davis thinks he's maybe the fastest player that they're going to see all year, you know, which is dangerous. So they got tons of weapons. It's going to be a tough offense, but we should be able to just slice and dice their defense. Should be able to. I mean, I'd like to see this offense get off to a better start than they have, what, the past three games. No doubt. Not off to a great start Saturday. Even Nebraska took them a couple drives, and Kent State it took them basically an entire half. Uh, that is something that's got to get better. I, like, I want to see this team – play in front instead of playing behind. That's crazy that they were 
they didn't score first in their in their last three games. That that's right. odd because especially too when you have a good offense, and I think OU has a good offense. I feel like a lot of times, like the most success that you might have, especially as an offense that opens up, is on those initial one to two drives where some things are scripted, and that, that hasn't yeah. happened for OU. Yeah, it is. It is interesting. It is interesting. Um, hmm. And I don't know. I don't know exactly how you remedy that. Like, what can you do different to to start off better? I'm not exactly sure. Um, but you know, they got to figure something out because the formula so far has not. It has not been great. Uh, it's not terrible. I'm not saying that it's terrible, but. Just has not been great. Um, here's the here's the interesting thing, and tell me what you think of this. Right, we have been most dangerous when we're going tempo, right? Yeah, there, there's no yes, there's no denying that. I also feel like like we're at our best when we go tempo, and then as a team. I think we're at our worst when we go tempo, meaning uh, offensively it's dangerous. When it works and we get a, like two first downs, you can almost lock in that we're going to go score a touchdown, and it's probably coming in the next play or two. Um, but whenever we don't, and like the first down is not a good play and we're off schedule, I I feel like all of a sudden, like when we get off schedule, we we are not able to to continue to pull a drive together. Yeah, we're not good on third down. We're like below middle of the pack in the Big Twelve right now. I think we're we're number six. So, right, if we don't hit quick and early and fast, I it feels like feels like we're not going to be able to sustain something because defensively you're going to make a play or two. We're going to get off schedule and stall out. Well, you mentioned third downs there, and I it, I don't know if you can calculate this stat or not. I'm sure somebody could. Uh, the third down percentage offensively, really outside the Nebraska game, hasn't been all that good. 40%. I would love to see the offense's third down conversion during a tempo drive compared to that of a drive where they're not going tempo. Because I feel like like it goes to the original point. But when this team is going fast and it's a third and four, then there's not much thinking there. It's just like, all right, we're going fast, getting the playoff, boom, the first down. But it feels yeah. like when this team's bogged down a little bit, I don't know if they're sitting there like thinking about, oh, God, we got to pick up this third down. Or we're going to give the ball right back to their offense, and our defense is going to have to get right out on the field. I don't know if it goes as deep as that, but – I would guess that the third down numbers that haven't looked great up to this point would probably look drastically different when you're up tempo compared to the opposite. Yeah. Well, you know, and it depends where they're at on the field. A lot of times they operate like third down is really second down for them traditionally because I think when they're going tempo and they're in rhythm, I and they are near or past the 50-yard line, like fourth down is is an afterthought. They're going for it, you know? So I think that, that helps them out on third down, like not not messing around too much there and trying to figure out what exactly they need to do. They're just right back on the line snapping the football, and I think that helps them convert some of those. Yeah. 
Uh, before we get to Bob Stoops' next segment, let's read a few texts on the text line. Sooner Soldier says, as long as Dylan Gabriel is our quarterback, our pass threat won't be a concern like it should be. Won't be a concern for defenses? Is that? Yes. Um, I don't know. I think that's kind of a hard that's a that's a hard criticism there that I don't know is necessarily fair has he been like the best quarterback that we've seen over the last 10 years he has not but I, we can't act like he's terrible right now he's not he's he's efficient what's he got I think he's leading the big 12 11 touchdowns no zero interceptions um, you know, he's completing in the high 60s for for completion percentage. Yards-wise, he's, you know, he's not leading the pack, but he's he's doing pretty dang good. I don't know. I'm I don't have I don't have much of a problem. We're, you know, we're four games in. He's thrown for nearly 1100 yards, 11 touchdowns, no interceptions. QB rating of 175, which is you know, it's it's not the highest out there, but he's in the top ten. Yeah, he's actually number he's number eleven. If OU wins another game, it will be surprising with a horrible QB and a non-tackling defense. Don't see another win on the schedule. Uh, that's pretty drastic. Uh, I'll read. Don't see another win on the schedule. That that isn't even. Uh, <laughs> come on. One more. Uh, my dad has been a TCU season ticket holder for thirty years. They are not sure about their defense this year for the Frogs. The DBs really had a hard time with the decent SMU squad. They are nervous for OU. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, they should be. Um, locally, there's there's a lot of panic and uh, trash talk going on concerning Oklahoma. Right? Not any good. Nothing's changed. Same exact team we've always seen. You know, not panic, just almost anger and dismissal, which I get, man. I totally get it. But TCU, they're not saying, ah, Oklahoma's not any good. Who do we play next week? We've got this one in the bag. Like, that's not going to, that's not taking place at all. They're, you know, Oklahoma still has dominated this league for a long, long time. We'll be okay, folks. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hanging out today at Ortho Central. Remember, they have clinic five days a week here at the Tri-City location. Full-service clinic has x-ray, casting, uh, DME. They can treat orthopedic and sports medicine injuries here in the new facility. Um, and they also do – this is a really cool feature that they have. On Saturdays, they have a sports injury clinic uh, throughout the fall on uh, during football season – it's it's really cool. You can come in, free evaluation on any injuries uh, your kids may have sustained over the week uh, playing football. Um, that's in the Norman location and in and, uh, and the other areas as well. They don't have that here at Newcastle just yet, but that is a cool thing that Ortho Central Surgery Center offers. And all right, we'll we'll hit a quick break. We got Coach Stoops coming up next. Stay tuned. It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. Time for our favorite segment of the week. Head coach Bob Stoops brought to you by Modelo. Bob, welcome to the show as always. Um, 
Tough setback on Saturday. What was your uh, assessment of the uh, OU Kansas State game? Oh, uh, yeah, it was a tough game. And, uh, you know, I'm always quick and first to give Kansas State their credit. Um, no surprise to anyone around here, surely not in the coaching world, that they're a tough, well coached football team. And they came in here and played a great game. And their quarterback played the game of his life. So you got to give them credit, um, you know, for making the plays that they did and, and all. And, uh, you know, so. Obviously, we you know we we've got to be able to keep getting better defensively. I thought the you know two things just blocking up front they handled us uh, run game and pass protection. We didn't get near the pressure uh, that we had been getting as well as the run game. You know with Deuce Vaughn and quarterback run game with Adrian Martinez was too strong for us to handle and. Um, and then third down conversions. I mean, we put them in third down. Heck, it may be a record 25, six times, a, a ton of, of times. But we, um, you know, but we couldn't, we couldn't convert. They, uh, they kept converting those third downs. And, and uh, you know, that was the big difference in the game. Neither, neither team turned it over. But they just had, had more offensive production there in third down production. If anything, we could have been a little better on ourselves on third downs on offense. If there's any criticism, they still had a ton of you know yards and a lot of points, but we you know a little bit little bit cleaner on without penalties and a little cleaner on third downs and hit a couple more deep balls that we had a chance at. Then we still might have overcome it, but that's that's just it in a, that's it in a nutshell. Did you see anything? Uh, defensively, like, it, it was kind of an, an anomaly the way that we, we saw the team play on Saturday. At least we hadn't seen uh, – they'd been really solid, disciplined leading up to that. Did you see anything that has you concerned about uh, the future, or do you think that this is just like one of those one-time games didn't have their best stuff? Well, I don't think it's fair to, you know, Brent only through three games that all of a sudden everything's where it needs to be. That's not the case. I mean, we're going to continue to improve. I really believe that. I, I do know we made some mistakes and had some mental errors that hurt us. You know, that, that can be corrected, I believe, and will. Um, you know, so, uh, so yeah, no, I'm not, you know, do we got to get better? Sure. And, but that doesn't surprise me. And I didn't think we had arrived just after three games either. So, you know, so I think it's just, like you should expect, it's a work in progress. And it is positive that we have shown progress ahead of this game. And, uh, you know, so so it just needs to keep being, being built. Some have been critical about Dylan Gabriel's performance on Saturday. What, what would be your assessment of his play through four games this year? Well, I, I don't think that's quite fair. I mean, he I, – I, I thought the guy played an excellent game, threw for 320-some yards against a, a defense that's, I think they're ranked in the top ten in most categories. So uh, he made his plays. He made some really good plays. Um, you know, overall, he ran for some nice first downs and some plays. You know, and I think, I think it's a little unfair to think a quarterback's going to be 100% on every deep ball. I mean, I watch NFL guys miss guys, you know, uh, you know, here and there. And I think that's maybe what people are looking at. He, 
missed a few shots that he had, uh, but he also made some. And uh, but you're you know, and then a couple third downs, you know, it might have been a little cleaner. And there you have it. But uh, and it may be a little unfair too that what we've been watching around here for 18 years, or you know, we've are all been you know Heisman Trophy you know quarterbacks, but. Mm-hmm. Not that Dylan can't be one of those guys. I think he can be as time goes here, and uh, just give it time. Uh, same thing with the defense. I think, I think he's still, you know, still growing and getting more comfortable and comfortable in what we're doing. Yeah, I, I was just, uh, I, I was looking back trying to remember your first loss as a head coach, and you were three and zero, and. Had to go on the road to Notre Dame and lost a close one against Notre Dame. What do you remember about your first loss as a head coach and how you approached it and just trying to get a, a, a look inside what Coach Venables is going through right now? Well, you don't want to let one loss, you know, carry into it to, to the next game. You, you Same thing when you win a big game. I don't care what it is, you have to let it go. I always tell the story of, uh, in Africa somewhere, they used to trap uh, monkeys were destroying all their fields, and they trapped these monkeys with these cages that they put an orange down in this hole in a in a basket. And the basket was tied down, and the monkey grabbed that orange, but he couldn't get it out of the hole. So they'd come over and they they you know kill the monkeys. Well, all he had to do was release that orange, and he could pull his hand out and leave. But you so point being, you can't hold on to it. So you, you first first order of business is address what we could have done better and get past it. Move on to the next game. Same thing when you win. Uh, you know, one game doesn't doesn't matter to the next. So you got to let it go. It's finished. Learn from it, and then go. We got to get ready for this game as best we can and have the energy and excitement for it. Coach Bob Stoops is and, our, Oh yeah, go and, ahead, Bob. And, and and also keep the confidence and trust in your system, what you're doing. You can't just all of a sudden, oh, we're going to change this the way we practice. We're going to change that. Um, you know, Brent's been in too many play, good places here for the last 20-some years. You know what, what, what works and, and stick with it and trust it. Is that the reason why you guys were so good after a loss? I mean, you didn't have a ton of losses here at OU, but it seemed like you your teams always bounce back really well after losses. Well, that was kind of mean, Tyler. We had a ton of losses here. <laughs> no, I said you didn't have a ton of losses. Did I accidentally say you had a ton of losses? Is that what I said? I meant you didn't have a ton of losses. My bad. Uh, okay, I didn't I didn't hear the Dennett part. But anyway, uh, no, you. It, it is. You, you cannot carry a win or a loss into the next game. They're, they're you know, you got to totally, you know, just – emerge in this game and and forget what happened last time again i don't mean you can't learn from you learn from all games win and lose what you can do better but you gotta you know you gotta let it go and and uh get prepared for the next one now it's pretty wild um you do have to get prepared for the next one and that's going to happen each and every week the big 12 is tough this year and going down to tcu tcu is I think they're the only Power Five school in, tech, in the state of Texas that's still undefeated. Um, you know, they've got a really good offense. Sonny Dykes, uh, new head coach there, doing some really good things. Uh, this is just yet another dangerous team in the Big Twelve this year. 
Absolutely. Uh, as you said, Sonny is. Sonny Dykes is a great coach, excellent coach, and uh, got a great history to him. And Tech has looked, I mean, uh, T- TCU has looked really good, solid, uh, the times I've seen him here this year. So uh, you're right. I mean, but we always know that. And, you know, the other part of it is, which we always know, we know we're going to get everybody's best shot. So just accept that, be ready for it, and go down there prepared to, for a big game. How was the uh, Selman statue dedication on Saturday? Oh, it was fantastic. Uh, just so, so good. Uh, great to see uh, Dewey and Lucius and, and Leroy's son looks just like him. And uh, anyway, the whole family was there. There's a lot of hugging and kissing between that Selman family, which is just so so beautiful to see you know they're they're just such great people and great family so it was great to be down there with everybody with coach switzer and so many other former players were back as well good stuff coach are you making the trip down to fort worth i am i'm looking forward to it and uh anxious to see us play a really good game it's gonna be fun um, they're going to bounce back, uh, play well against TCU. Um, it's going to be a fun one. All right, Coach, man, we appreciate you stopping by the show, and we'll talk to you next week. All right, guys, Boomer Sooner. Boomer Sooner. Um, you, you're going to have to do this next second. i got to do some stadium steps. Uh, I'm sure Bob's going to appoint me some stadium steps after that one. I thought I said not a, a bunch of whatever I said. I thought I said you didn't have a ton of losses. Did you hear I it? I heard it. Well, here, what it sounded like to me is, uh, Coach, you weren't a very good coach, so you had to try <laughs> and bounce back from losses oh, all the time. whatever. You're the you worst that? person to ask. Whatever. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, don't, I don't know. I thought you said – it probably cut out on his phone or something. I don't know. But, yeah, good stuff there. Uh, you know, puts a lot of stuff into perspective. And, you know, I think we get caught up in the week by week. But, you know, to step back and look at the whole thing and, and, and understand, uh, you know, like the expectation is always to look like a national championship football team, you know, in the, the first couple of weeks of the season. And that's not the case right now. I, you know, I, they were improving. They just took a step back. And from everything you hear, and I don't know if you can necessarily believe it because I don't think. Coach Venables would get up to the podium and say, "The response has been god awful after losing." I, you know, I don't, I'm not sure if we're going to win this one on Saturday. Guys aren't going to be prepared. Like, it, you know, he said that they've done everything that they've asked. The response has been really good. They had good practice on Monday, and so I don't know. I, I, I still feel confident that they're gonna they're gonna bounce back and play well. Um, you think getting a five star defensive lineman tomorrow is going to help out everyone? Is tomorrow where we finally start to see the healing process take place? Because I don't feel it right now on Tuesday. Uh, it, yeah, I think it may push things off for just a little bit. There may be a delayed response in there. Here's the one thing, though, Tyler. And I still – I'm confident. I was listening to you guys on uh, Lock It Up that, you know, Hicks, you guys still feel he's coming? The commitment is oh, yeah. tomorrow? But the it's it's raised the stakes on that deal, right? <laughs> if, if it just happened to be where it's not Oklahoma, then you got panic mode, right? 
Yeah, luckily I don't think that we're going to have to uh, have that conversation. But yes, I <laughs> if it doesn't happen tomorrow because, I mean, Parker and I and some others have been telling you for a while that they're going to get him. And if it doesn't happen at the 11th hour, yeah, it's going to make uh, things around here not 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 great. But hey, again, 3.30 tomorrow on ESPN. I know you'll be logged in to, uh, to watch that. I think they'll get David Hicks. Yeah, what, what channel was that again? ESPN. Dude, I am battling right now. <laughs> I know. For two I know. days. All right, let's hit a quick timeout here. Hanging out at Ortho Central. They've got the new location here in Newcastle, 300 Northwest 32nd, 405-360-6764. They have a five-day-a-week clinic now here serving the Tri-City location. Uh, they've got athletic training coverage here. Um, they can handle sports medicine services. They can do x-rays. Uh, all kinds of great stuff going on. And remember, they do have Ortho Central has the Saturday, Saturday Injury Clinic that's happening now through November 12th, every Saturday, providing free evaluations for junior high and high school athletes from 8 to 9.30 a.m. That's going to be in the Norman and Midwest City location. Have an emergency repair. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. There's some of Brent Venables from the press conference today. Did he say anything interesting last night on the Huddle Show? Live at Rudy's. Um. Well, anything? Did he say anything last night that we didn't hear at the press conference today? I should have asked it that way. I guess n- not. Not really. No, not really. I don't think so. I think it was. I think most of it was pretty generally the same about you know just talking about some of the stuff that they did wrong and um, you know mistakes that they made and how they have to move on and. You know, put it behind him, bounce back. He he expects him to. The everything that he's asked of him has been right there. Like he didn't see any signs of it leading up to the game. So no, I, I would say that it was pretty standard, about the same as what we heard today at the at the press conference. Yeah. Well, uh, we've been talking about it for what three days now. The tackling wasn't great. One thing I noticed during the game is actually something that I gave them a lot of praise for last week. It's Man, they are really like gang tackling, and they've gotten a couple turnovers from it because they're holding guys up, and another guy comes in and strips the ball. Happened first play the third quarter against Nebraska, and Billy Bowman made one of those plays against Kent State. They were trying to do that quite a bit against Kansas State. Did that lead to any of the missed tackles at all, or is that just something we we, this defense is going to do? Well, no, it can't be something that they're going to do. Um, that is something you do whenever the player is stopped and uh, the mo- forward momentum has, has totally been stopped. He's in the graphs. Your buddy's about to bury him. You can come in there and rip at that football, try and put your helmet on it, whatever. I, you cannot I, try and claw at the football while you're running full speed next to a guy and you don't have him secure. Am I crazy to say that I thought I saw that a lot on Saturday? What you're talking no, about? It that happened a lot on Saturday. It was it was it was not good. So yeah. I mean, yeah. I, again, there's it, it's it's worked out for him in the past twice this year, but what you're saying, yeah, it needs to be pretty situational. You can't be doing it on every single play. But it felt like yeah. it was happening a lot on the sideline when the ball carrier still had a lot of momentum running down the field. So, oh, yeah. yeah, you're exactly right. 
You're exactly right. That's that definitely happened um, a bunch, and you know, and I was I was commenting about that on the broadcast that you've got to secure the tackle. Like you don't, like you secure the tackle. If someone else coming to the party wants to strip at the football, okay. Unless it's like a desperate shot at the guy, like you're in a trail position and uh, you grab some cloth and you're going to be able to pull him down and you want to uppercut into the ball as you're going to the ground, I got it. But whenever you're out there getting torched left and right, you just you make the tackle. Um, we got a whole lot of Jaron Canick text yesterday, and we're getting a whole lot of Jaron Canick text again today asking why he didn't see the field more on Saturday. I let saw me, can, can I can at least tell me uh, let me yeah. at least tell you I, I saw a Facebook post last night and it had like his picture at the bottom right so just imagine this it says Jared Canick six foot two two fifteen his forty time is a four four one same size as Teddy Lehman but faster against Nebraska ten tackles one forced fumble uh, defensive player of the game against K State. Never on the field except for punt coverage. Like everything else on Saturday, an absolutely embarrassing execution from the word go. Yeah. I thought it was That's, hilarious. Same size as Teddy, but faster as a true freshman. Yeah, well, it, it's, just, it's, it's always the easy fix, right? It's just play someone else. That's always it. Now, did I heard most of the press conference, but I didn't hear if Venables was asked about. No, Kent. I know he was no. asked about Kobe McKenzie, and he was talking about him and Kip Lewis are going to redshirt. But I didn't hear him answer. No one asked about Canick. No, I, I don't think. I mean, he may have mentioned him. I don't even think that he mentioned him by name during the press conference today. But no one came out right out and said, "Hey, Deshaun White sucks. When are we going to put Canick in there?" Yeah. Well, I I don't know. He, you may see him more. You may see him more. Um, we had all all three backers: Deshaun White, uh, Stutzman, Aguebu. All had bust. All had middle mistakes. Like, no one proved that they're uh, a lock to play every single snap. So, I mean, maybe you do see more of him moving forward, but. I don't know, man. I get so frustrated because I have to cover this every single year. There's always a new freshman over on the sideline that you just play him. It's the answer to everyone's problems. All right? It's just going to absolutely cure everything. That you know, They totally forget that – I said this yesterday – Totally forget that Canick whiffed on a bunch of plays out there. It's first, not like he first played. Play. Yeah, it's not like he played perfect. He, he he did really good things. Again, here I am. I'm stuck in a position where um, I, I sound like I'm bashing Canick. I'm not. He's a true freshman. He's going to be excellent. If Coach Venables, like some dude on Twitter, like here you've got who's been the best linebacker coach in the country for 25 years, right? And he doesn't know when to play a guy. But some dude on Twitter does, right? It's so stupid. Ah, I got you fired I don't up even now. know. I don't even know why I spend any time thinking about it, <laughs> answering it, 
anything. It is so uh. stupid. It drives me nuts. And someday I'm going to take the headset off, punt it, and walk off. What's best for the show? What's best for the show is Saturday, Kanick has 12 tackles, a forced fumble, and a pick. Oh, my God. And he's the defensive player of the game. Oh, God, it would be amazing. Please let it happen. Please let him get in there and be, like, the best defensive player. I, oh, hope, he get, I hope he gets in there and is the best defensive player. I, I don't care who it is. If, if um, a walk-on, a true freshman walk-on gets in there and plays like an animal linebacker, I don't care. I, I want the same thing as everyone else does. But the thing that separates me from a handful of folks out there is I trust the coach that we pay $6 million a year that specializes in linebackers to know who the right guy to play is and who the wrong guy to play is. I want to go back to the uh, – I wonder if there was ever a point in 2000, Oklahoma Sports Radio, where people were saying, hey, put that Layman kid in there. Hell, he can fly. Go sideline to sideline. Surely there, that was out there after, like, the KU game or something. Uh, no. You had um... – what should have been two All-Americans at inside backer that year. <laughs> yeah, I don't that feel was, like linebackers yeah. were a uh, problem then, but you never know. That's my right. hope. Yeah, not, that was not a conversation that was taking place. Yeah, hey, I, I hope Canick plays. You know, I, all I know is I haven't seen the practice, and whenever I asked Coach Venables about him after the Nebraska game, uh he started kind of laughing and said, yeah, yeah, he did some good things. Like, I, I'm reading between the lines to say that he was all over the place and, you know, had his wires crossed out there but was able to, to go get some good things done. You know, I, he's, he, you, have to, you have to favor experience, man. You just do. You just do. And at, at the end of the day, would you please – just trust the the linebacker coach that's been doing it forever that sees every single play on in the game every single practice has been talking to Jaron Canick every single day since like his junior year in high school would you please just trust that instead of your 7 minutes of seeing Canick in the Nebraska game please just trust it punt my it, goal this it, week it, you're going to punt the headset by the end of this week i guarantee it that is my weak goal. You are going to punt that headset by the time we get to Saturday. And then he's going to play Man. well on Saturday, and Monday is going to be even more epic. Oh. Well, I, I, got no, I would love for him to get in the game and play good. That's what I want. That's what I want. And if he gets in the game and plays good, well, guess what? He's earned the trust. Of, he's either earned the trust of Venables or – Whoever else is out there was so god awful that you just can't afford to have him on the field anymore. So, I don't know. There you go. Take your pick, or put together another Twitter thread of the seven <laughs> tackles that the true freshman oh, had and, and why he should there start the rest of the season. I love it so much. <laughs> All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hanging out at Ortho Central, new location. We're here at the uh, Newcastle spot, three hundred Northwest Thirty Second. Here in Newcastle, serving the Tri-City location. Um, they also have going on right now the Saturday Injury Clinic, which is really cool in the fall. Uh, free evaluations for junior high and high school athletes from 8 to 9.30. That's in the Norman Midwest City locations. We'll be back.